number five. And <laughs> this uh, episode is going to be centered mostly around the reconciliation phase, what that looked like for each of us um, as individuals and you know, even as a collective couple again. So, I guess I'll start things off. Somebody told me I had to. Um, for me, I think the, the first step to reconciliation was um, was really finding, uh, finding a peace between myself and God before I could progress anywhere else, before I could even consider um, Sam and I reconciling, before I could consider um, opening options to whatever kind of God had for me, uh, the first thing I had to do was uh, basically reconcile with him and not even reconciling from the aspect of like repentance or anything like that, but reconciliation for knowing that he is the single most source of peace and knowing that um, peace and um, joy, it starts within and knowing and understanding that others that are in our lives that we choose to build relationship with that those can help to enhance those joys and the, and the peace that God gives us. But um, knowing that, I mean, they're uh, people, that they're merely that. You know, sometimes we put too much emphasis on people. We put them up on a pedestal. So, you know, when they let us down, we feel like our world is upside down. And um, so many circumstances and things that happen down the line are impacts based on the decisions that one person made, which is why. Give hmm? people too much power. Give them too much power. And that's where God says, hey, no, rest in me. If you rest in me, nothing will ever change. Your peace, your joy will never change. That doesn't mean storms, situations, circumstances won't come. It just means the way that you maneuver around those storms when they come is different. Knowing that God is your single most source of peace and knowing that joy is within you. If you understand that joy is within you, you can also understand that nothing around you can take it from you. Um, we are the masters of our own fate from the aspect of God gives us free will to make choices and decisions, and he will guide our paths based on the decisions that we make um, to try to you know, bring us back to focus and help us align, bringing everything back to him. But ultimately, those choices are still up to us. So uh, for me, that choice I had to make was, you know, finally getting to a place where it was like, hey, God, you know, I've uh, kind of stepped out on my own. You know, this divorce has happened, and, you know, you allowed me to even get into this relationship that I shouldn't have gotten into. Um, you know, allowed me to kind of go through some turmoil there uh, before I got to the point of realizing, hey, you know, you don't need anybody. And I was at this place where, you know, God and I were um, kind of redefining our relationship, getting closer with God. And I, you know, I was okay. I was like, hey, if I have my kids and I have, you know, God, like, I'm good. If nothing ever happens, nothing ever changes past that, I'm good. And, you know, it was with that, that, you know, God just kept molding me as an individual and trying to do things um, to be the best man that I could be. I'm not for anybody else, not for any particular woman, my beautiful wife, who wasn't my wife at the moment, but um, just being the best person that I could be according to what God wanted me to be. Um, that was my first step uh, for reconciliation. What about you, babe? Um, pretty much that's kind of where I was um, as well because I had gotten to a point where um, I realized that God was going to be all that I needed 
um, I knew that I had been searching in other people for different things, whether it was happiness and joy and um, things that made me feel good. Um, and although I may feel like I was getting bits and pieces of that in several different people along the way, um, I had to come to the realization that God was the one that had all of that um, embodied into one. And once I realized that I was able to, you know, make peace within myself um, and, and learn how to be satisfied with just me and God, you know, I have been praying and praying and praying um, for some type of reconciliation to happen between Josh and I. Um, but at the end of the day, it was like, Lord, if that doesn't work out, if that's not your will, um, then I have to know that I'm, I'm going to be okay with just you and I. Um, and getting to that step, it was hard. Like, it was not easy by any means um, because, you know, you would have that. You would feel confident in that one day and then something may happen along the way and then the enemy tries to pull you away and make you think otherwise and um you just have to kind of re recheck yourself and like no this is what you know to be true um and this is what you desire so stick with that and um i think once that happened for me um the rest was able to just kind of fall into place without my my doing by any means um, and, and I remember, I think the first kind of recollection I had um, of, I don't know, try not to give too much information, like boring you with the details, but um, I remember, you know, Sam and I, we had at one point kind of changed the demographics of um, even drop off, pick off, pick up points of our children, which honestly was at a point where you know, it shouldn't have gotten to that point where it's like trying to keep peace balance between the mother of my children and this relationship that I had added to where it started to dictate how we maneuvered to keep peace on all angles. So needless to say, you know, our drop off points had changed. And I think the first um, inclination that things were changing, even with myself, was that, you know, Sam and I had met um, a different place to drop the kids off. I remember we were at Carowinds, I think. Um, we trying to get some season passes some season for passes, all four yeah. of us. Yep. Because it was like, well, we're going to definitely get them for the kids, mm -hmm. but who's going to take them? Yep. You know, we still had, even though I feel like my mind had already started turning gears and thinking, um, you know, that there was a chance just because of things, you know, that I had been specifically praying for um to come to light and watching god show me those different signs um but you know where we stood we were like let's get these season passes but when they with you i'm not going to be coming to take them to carowin so you're gonna have to get a pass and i'm gonna have to get a pass and then that's kind of where we decided to meet one sunday yep and you know we hadn't even talked about ourselves we hadn't talked about where we were, you know, as individuals, where we were with relationships or anything. Um, so, I mean, at this point, I didn't know if she was in a relationship. She didn't know if I was in a relationship because we didn't open up with that. And the main thing, even for me, um, 
you know, once it was just me, God, and the kids, I, I didn't want to kind of jump in there and say, hey, Sam, you know, by myself, what's up? You know, what's good? I wanted to make sure that, you know, not only she, but me as well, that we were both um, building this relationship with God, this genuine thing that neither one of us was doing it for each other, but we were truly doing it for ourselves and God. Because, you know, whether it's spirituality or anything, anything that you're establishing, you know, with the premise of someone else or to gain someone else or gain something, it's only seasonal. You know, it's something that's going to go away as soon as, you know, that person irritates you or as soon as that thing fades, whether it's a car, whatever it is, you know, the different blessings that we pray for when we put the emphasis on those blessings and not on um, on God, then those things, you know, they can um, can end up pulling us further away from God. So I wanted to make sure that we both were um, building that independence and uh, those uh, relationships with him um, first before we could even discuss um, reconciliation. And um, I think... I, it was also um, Father's Day. Yeah, it was Father's Day. It was Day. Father's Day yep. that Sunday that we met because... I brought a gift. Yep, a t-shirt, uh, shirt, a button down. I still got, I still got that shirt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, from there, I, I know, you know, with even with the drop-off pickup points, the kids started back, you know, kind of picking up at our own places. And in my mind, I was like, I don't know if that triggered anything with Sam. Like, wait a minute, something's changing here. Because once again, I I hadn't told her. <laughs> I was. I was picking up on it, y'all. I was, I was like, wait a minute now. We ain't got to meet at the gas station? Like, what? You coming to my house? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I mean, little nuggets, you know. Um, but once again, it wasn't something where we both just kind of said, hey, look, now what are we going to do? You know. Um, but, you know, after that, I remember it was a couple times. And then um, Sam and I, we had finally started talking. It was like we were kind of dating all over again, meeting each other for the first time. And. Because my biggest thing, I, I didn't want the kids to, you know, to have have an understanding of, of seeing us together and thinking that things were just magically back together. Because I didn't know what um, the end result was going to be. So, you know, we would have conversations and, you know, Sam would come over. But it would be when the kids were asleep, you know, door closed, you know. If so I hear how door weird creep, is that, y'all? Right? Like, how weird is a mother and father... <laughs> Sneaking around, <laughs> dating each other, trying not to let their own children know yeah. that they are even together. Yeah, like I mean, you hear the door crack or open or something, trying to push <laughs> Sam down. You know what I mean? So they don't see her. Um, but seriously, though, I mean, we didn't want to impact them psychologically, you know, or emotionally. If you know they see us and they're like, "Oh wow, like this is, like this is a normal life again," and then something happens you know, out of our own selfishness or whatever, or the enemy sliding back in. And now, you know, we're back at this place where our kids are heartbroken yet again. Right. Um, but yeah, we started having those conversations. And um, before we knew it, it was like, I don't know. It just seemed like God brought this, um, this peace. He transitioned the peace that we had built as individuals. And then we were able to establish that um, together. Um, with more knowledge than we had before um, when we were first dating, when we were first getting married and things like that. Uh, we both had different experiences that we brought to the table. And, you know, the biggest thing for me that, you know, I kept hearing God say even early on because, you know, forgiveness peace had already happened. Forgiveness for myself, forgiveness for Sam. 
of just saying, hey, look, you know, I kept hearing God say, like, how do you expect me to forgive you if you're not willing to forgive the person that's next to you or you're not forgiving, willing to forgive your brother or your sister? And I think it's so easy for us to oftentimes look to God and just beg and plead with him to forgive us on a daily basis for the same things that we habitually do. But then when someone who does something, you know, one time or um, someone who cuts us off on the highway, whatever it is, but we're so less willing to forgive that person, but then we turn to God and expect him to forgive us. Um, so that was what made it a, a little easier, you know, to kind of move past that. And, you know, we had some open and honest conversations and it was like, listen, you know, we've had this talk. And since we've had this talk, I mean, we don't have to discuss it anymore. We don't have to visit it anymore. And I mean, honestly, this is our first time even talking about uh, what happened between us since our reconciliation because, um, you know, obviously we have to bring this to light uh, so that we can kind of help to maybe inspire someone out there or drop a, uh, a message for someone out there. But outside of that, we haven't had any discussions about the past because, you know, true forgiveness is equivalent to how God forgives us. When we have a repentant heart and we ask God to forgive us for something, he says he forgets about it. It's the same thing with us. You know, the enemy will try to remind us of things, but true forgiveness and forgetting happen hand in hand. Now, that doesn't mean if you don't forget and you still have those um, those memories in your mind that you haven't forgiven that person. That's not what that means because the enemy's job is to continue to try to distract us and make us think that there's division where it's not. So if God cleans a slate and he starts things new, then guess what? It's new. Um, and that yeah. was, that was um, you know, a, a big piece for me is being able um, to truly watch and know that Josh had forgiven me. Um, it took a very long time for me to forgive myself. Honestly, it wasn't until this last year in 2020 um, where I was able to fully release that um, and forgive myself. And so I, I struggled with that for those, you know, couple of years we got back together um, in 2018 and two years later, I still struggle, you know, um, but knowing that he was forgiving me, um, that helped tremendously because that was half of the battle for me. I was like, he will never forgive me. Even if God says he's forgiven me, like I, I didn't expect him to forgive me, um, the way that he did and how soon he did. Um, so that was, you know, what truly helped helped me to know that God was in the midst, um, knowing that a man can forgive something that happened so tragically. Um, if he had enough in him to forgive me um, for, you know, the destruction of our family and our marriage, and um, then God had to definitely be in the midst of it. And so that is what truly, you know, helped um, helped me in the beginning. Now, again, the road for myself was not easy. It was something that I, I still struggled with, you know, um, time after time. And that's just how the enemy does. He just, you know, wants you to, um, think that what God said is true is not true. Um, and so he plays, you know, on your mind and plays and he knows 
the exact button to push um, to get you to react or to feel a certain way. Um, and so you have to be you have to be rooted in in the word. You have to be in constant prayer um, because when you go through things like this, you're fragile, um, and so you have to to know how not to be easily broken. Um, and God, the devil knows just how fragile you are. So he knows how, you know, to break you down. So you have to put in a lot more work, um, to be spiritually grounded, to be able to stand on your own, um, and know the, and know the truth and stick with it. Because like I said, it won't, you know, it won't be something that you'll wake up and, it's all it's all pieced back together. So. Yeah, um, and I think after you know after all of that, um, it's pretty much. Uh, I mean, kind of hit fast track with us um, because I mean, obviously we had the the past the history of um, of marriage, and you know while we didn't want to like speed past and just expedite things to where. We didn't deal with uh, the things that we um, that we had on our hearts and on our, on our minds. So that's where those open, honest conversations were um, imperative. You know, uh, honesty and communication were essential with this moment, just like they are with any moment in any relationship with anyone. Um, they've played a vital part with us being able to uh, to progress and to you know to not drag things along just because of you know fears or doubts or whatever. It was like fully trusting. God and the biggest thing I, I know during this time even from the point that we had first separated and everything it was you know hey God if you want this thing to happen then this has to be something that you do and um, make sure that it's something that we're not doing just for the kids sake I mean it's easy to do and I know a lot of people um, they might try to, to make things work um, after they've separated or whatnot because of the children's sake. But honestly, you have to dig so much deeper than that because even our children, as much as we love them and we put, you know, we pour our hearts into them and they're our, our world. Um, similar to how I said earlier in this message, if we do things only on the basis of, um, you know, things that are in our face or people or tangible things, then it'll fade, you know, as soon as there's some um, some contention there. So we're with our children, I wanted to make sure that we weren't doing this just for our children because I knew if that was the intent, then somewhere down the line, um, whatever. 60, 70 years old, we're back doing the same thing. Back doing the same you know, thing. Wait until yeah. they get of age to to live on their own and um, yeah. and then be like, okay, well, we, we don't have any responsibilities or ties to, to their growth, so we can just end it. So it was very... Um, we had to be very meticulous and, you know, making sure that we were intentional with our conversations. Yep. Um, and, and that was hard, too, because we hadn't talked about it. Like we we didn't communicate when we were struggling and when we actually were going through the divorce process. Like we didn't communicate at all. Um, we didn't. I didn't say, hey, this is the stuff that I'm not happy with and. And like and vice versa. So this was like our first time and it was hard because on one side it was like, okay, I'm seeing a little light. Like, okay, 
things may be working out. But now I have to talk and I have to talk about this and these are hard conversations to bring up. And so I was fearful that talking about this was going to open up something new or open up what, you know, had been buried before. Um, and then that was going to destroy everything. So those prayers to God, like, were serious. If this is, you know, going to work, Lord, we need you to be the voice of reason. We need you to be speaking through us, um, letting us say the things that are supposed to be said um, and not being afraid of saying them, not being afraid of what the end results are going to be. So we had to be very intentional with our prayers um, to to get through that hurdle. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the conversation piece doesn't stop. Communication doesn't stop, you know, just from the reconciliation because there's things that we're still learning about each other. Uh, I don't think you ever stop learning a thing about a person because the only omnipotent person is God. He's the only person that knows everything. The only being that knows everything. So um, it's, it's critical to make sure that those conversations are um, open and make your, your mate feel that you do have an, a true open door policy that, you know, hey, I can come to you about anything and everything and I'm not going to be ridiculed about it. You know, we can have a true conversation or you're not going to be in your feelings about it, but it's, hey, I'm bringing this to you because I love you. If I didn't, then I wouldn't open it up. I would just let it irritate me to the point that I'm willing to just run away from it. Um, so definitely um, got to keep those conversations going. Um, I don't care if it seems like something that's so small and so simple. If it's on your mind, then it's something that is uh, worthy enough to bring forth to a conversation. And um, yeah, for us, I know when it came to talking about you know, remarriage, what that would look like for us. You know, we didn't want to recreate things. We didn't want to have a random date. So um, the date that we got remarried was actually um, on the day that we started uh, dating officially. Exclusive. Um, exclusive. <laughs> so um, we have our date for our remarriage, but over everything, we ultimately honor our original marriage date because, you know, I still believe what God said when he first... Um, pointed out to me that, hey, this is the woman that you're supposed to marry. And I don't think I heard anything different. You know, that's that when that free will comes into play. Well, we can make decisions. That doesn't mean that God was wrong when he told you something. Um, it means that our, our human humanness <laughs> got in the way um, of God's uh, perfect will. Um, and I remember even the day we got married, you know, our, our pastor at the time that married us, you know, I remember me and him just kind of having this quiet moment um, outside and, you know, I remember him pausing and kind of looking up and turning back to me and saying, God is pleased, you know, and hearing that was my confirmation. And I didn't doubt that anywhere along the way, you know, I simply knew that something had happened to cause distractions between us, but I knew that God hadn't steered me wrong. That made me cry back then and it's getting to me now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we do, um, you know, a lot of people, ooh, excuse me, voice cracking and everything. <laughs> But a lot of people do um, ask, like, okay, well, do y'all celebrate both or do y'all just go with the most recent? And, and it's true. We do celebrate both because we're proud of both. We, you know, um, agreed that our initial wedding um, was was God and, and the second wedding was God as well. So we 
find victory in both and we celebrate both. There's no wrong um, in us celebrating both. And if you want to say happy anniversary two times a year, then so be it. Um, <laughs> but we we don't take it lightly um, because we know that it was God's doing. And we don't have a second anniversary just to get gifts and do certain things. But we are truly acknowledging God um, for what he did in our lives. And um, and we celebrate that. And every time we celebrate it, the devil gets mad. Um, but we just remind him that he is defeated yet again. And we are making it through another six months or another year or how, however. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's pretty much the reconciliation phase. And, um, you know, definitely setting the tone here for episodes going forward. Um, they might not be as lengthy as they tend to have been in the past. Um, give you a little mental break. <laughs> but also just um, we'll open up to um, different topics, um, Q&A for you all. Um, so definitely um, continue sending um, topics that you would like to hear us talk about uh, those greers at gmail.com and um, you know even more so than the topic that you all want to talk about we'll be adding in some um, some different resources and references from um, some great uh, marriage resources family resources um, and even more things of our experiences that we haven't um, already discussed in these episodes so and we've also had um, you know a, a couple people reach out to us and and ask or have interest in joining in on the conversation. Um, so if you have a story that you just want to get out and you don't have another space to get it out, feel free um, to definitely email us and let us know. We will be more than happy to share this platform with you all and, and engage in conversation. Or if you have burning topics that you just like, our world, our society definitely needs to know more of this um, or um, have those true, you know, heart to heart, heart conversations with other couples, then definitely reach out to us um, via email and we'll be glad to include you in on one of our episodes. Absolutely. So, your favorite part make sure you like, share, comment, and, and subscribe. Right. <laughs> Y'all, we, we play around with that, but we truly, truly appreciate um, every person that has subscribed. Uh, make sure that what I didn't know before is that if you click the bell, that's how you get notified that we have a new episode. Um, so make sure that you stay tuned in and connected. We appreciate the ones that have um, saw episode trailer through, <laughs> through now um, and have commented. Um, via YouTube, we do now have podcasts available. Mm -hmm. So if you are watching this on YouTube and you prefer to watch or listen on a podcast version, um, we are now live with podcasts. So you can watch, sorry, you can listen on the go um, because we know our last couple episodes have been lengthy and people have, you know, commented and said, well, I wish I could just listen to it while I'm driving to work. So now you can um, but truly, truly, thank you so much for like, comment, and sharing. Um, and definitely to all of our subscribers. Absolutely. And keep the feedback feedback rolling. Because, you know, that's how we progress um, just as, as human beings. So uh, thank you once again for this episode of Loving in the Dark. And until next time, peace.